0: Growing up on the south side of Chicago, Common knew from an early age that feeling good about himself was more than just winning awards. The source of his self-love has been based on his early experiences of surrounding himself with people who encouraged him. Sure, Brother Rashid would go on to win all sorts of awards, including Grammys, an Emmy, and an Oscar. But he knows this does not define him, and it definitely doesn't mean he can ignore his mental health or emotional wellness. He embraces who he is as a black man in America and his his confidence flows from that self-awareness. Hip-hop has always been a voice for the people, by the people. Legends are often known for their inspirational and empowering lyrics, flow, and delivery. Being the legend he is, Common knows that all of that is possible because of the strength he has to be his authentic, vulnerable self. In this one-of-a-kind interview, Dr. Dotson and Common process Common's journey of being in therapy and how it gave him more power than he ever had. Mental Health is Real with Dr. Milo Dodson, reflecting empathy and love. Alrighty.
1: Peace. My name is Dr. Milo Dodson. Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of Mental Health is Real. That is, mental health is reflecting empathy and love. Today, I have the huge, huge honor of being able to talk with, have a conversation with, one of my mentors, one of my role models, Brother Common. Yo, peace, peace. What's going on, Milo? Thank you for having me. I love
2: what you're doing here. It, you know, what you and Yessie are doing. Honestly, it's a powerful thing, and I just want to say um, I'm happy to be here, proud of you, and uh, what you all are doing, and uh, inspired. So, thank you for having me.
1: Man, that that really means a lot. To be perfectly honest with you, I think going back to graduate school when we first met. Me randomly trying to ask you a question about my dissertation and kind of hating on you when all the questions were asking for your uh, your phone number and for and for women uh, trying to get a hug from you, and I'm out here like, oh, excuse me, sir, I have a legitimate research question. Um, but eventually, as you know, as God had it, being able to get us connected and directing your summer youth camp for about six years, it's been it's been a blessing that way. Yeah, man, we
2: we had to redirect your hate, man. It's a, it's <laughs> <laughs> to understanding that we are it's a it's space for us all you know don't don't be mad at me just <laughs> <laughs> you know if, if some ladies that were into me I, I was grateful for that man <laughs> And I don't know why your disposition was so, you know, so so much hate in that. But um, you know, I'm glad we've worked you to, you know, through years you learn how to do it the right way. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and as I was, you know, if I see another gentleman, a guy getting love from the ladies, I'm gonna support that. You know, so it's that's what I'm on. But uh, no, nah, it's it's great. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's uh, you know, the progress we've made as um as collective uh, as brothers. Um, and the things you contributed to the Common Ground Foundation and my organization as a whole, and just um, your brotherhood has meant a lot. So it's great to go from that one question to, shoot, I'm on your podcast now, and it's like you know we got work to do.
1: We do, man. And I think, like you said, that that brotherhood has meant so much to me. Just not just in the work, but me as a black man in America, uh, especially as an only child. I think being able to look to you for that that guidance and that insight and that you know quick smack in the in the back of my head here and there <laughs> when, when I've needed it whether it's been about uh hating on on the ladies or or me not coming correct in uh getting that form signed for my dissertation I remember yes yeah, uh, yeah I mean
2: well that's what we need we have to do for each other like and um, you know obviously I've learn several things from you and learn different things from you and uh i think that's what community that's what when we talk about family community and and brotherhood or sisterhood i mean we have to be all those things for each other meaning the support system is like yeah you can do it the support system is like what are you doing and the support system is like go out there and do it you know right right and the support system that just listens because one thing I know, you know, I'm older than you, but I don't have all the answers. You know, I don't have, like, I'm learning, I'm growing. I'm mm. still, a, you know, a child, child of God, listening and observing and learning from, I learn from infants, from teenagers, from, you know, young adults to adults to the elders. Yes. You know, um, to the home, from the homeless to some of the most wealthy.
1: Uh, I, I don't, I don't shut down my um, r- receivers when it comes to, right. to learning. Yeah, still always being a lifelong learner and being open to knowing that everything grounded in love can help you grow. And by helping yourself grow, you then can give more to other people in return. Yeah.
2: Well, one of my um, biggest passions, or I would just say the thing that that one of the things I live for is to learn. Like, Mm. I live to learn. And and I know all those lessons don't always come easy. Nope. um, But I like knowing that i've paid my dues and went through the process and i really earned that lesson yeah you know absolutely uh, and though you know like i i I like putting in the work Mm -hmm. and i really you know want to work like in so many different ways but you know working on yourself is one of the most important things at work that we can do and i think that's you know when it comes to learning that's what i feel
1: I get from that experience, mm, hundred <laughs> percent. And so I'm, I'm curious as you're talking about being a lifelong learner and allowing yourself to remain open to learning more about the world around you, but also yourself. If I were to ask you, who are you? Who would you say that you are? Well, I'm um, um,
2: Rashid. That's the my middle name, and my father gave me. Um, it means guide to the right path. Mm. So in many ways. I feel that i i know that i am a child of god a reflection of the most high god i'm a, a black man in america i'm a father i'm a son i'm a, a friend i'm an artist i'm an activist i'm an actor um i'm a fun loving you know uh chicago dude from the south side that mm. that just loves people yeah that's powerful man
1: and i've in knowing you over these past six, seven years now, I would say I've seen all of that, especially the the fun loving uh, cornball <laughs> side. I feel like sometimes there's there's a, a brotherly competition to see who can out cornball each other. <laughs> well, you you win that, buddy. <laughs> If it's one thing you'll
2: beat me, in. It's, 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 it's the cornball competition. I, I think you know you've got me in that one every time. So, in fact, I mean, it's been many times where I've sent like you know people we know, like whether it's Melissa or friends of ours text and, and a corny text and i would be like sorry for my milo or, or
1: that, is that as good as milo <laughs> that was a that was a miloism yeah a milo-ism. yeah
2: <laughs> you got your own isms bro. yeah man but that that just goes to show how much you know you've affected us and we love you and i mean one thing that you learn um as you you know mature and, and evolve as a human being and, and get reach experiences you like understand it's okay just to be you like Mm -hmm. like I do have some things that that I say that's cheesy that's corny that's goofy that's silly like I'm okay with it like I don't don't have to put on a cool thing I don't have to be cool all the time Or I don't have to be strong all the time I don't have to be um, funny all the time I don't have to be serious all the time right you know I don't have to be even socially conscious all the time you know like by nature i just want to be like love and if i'm not you know sometimes that's gonna come out in jokes and fun and sometimes it's gonna come out in the music and sometimes it'll just come out in me playing ball and still having fun and and loving that and Mm. it's just you know my point is being being myself and you being yourself has been one of the things that has allowed you know us to have a brotherhood and friendship, but but I think it's one of the things that I've you know chose to do in any other relationships that I have mm-hmm. in my life slash business partnerships, yeah. going into meetings. Yeah. I you know at one point I used to really think I had to go into meetings and and be like the next Will Smith I wanted people to know I could be like a movie star and you know but then it was like after certain things and just success and different experiences of success or just I was like man I only got here just by doing the will of God and doing things the way I believe is fresh and creative Mm. so if they don't really want that then I don't need to be there. Yeah, right. Yeah. And
1: it's, it's almost like you're saying the strongest way of being is being you in all of the ways that God created you to be that way. Yeah. And and I'm wondering, like, where, you know, growing up back in Chicago, as we we're talking about on South Side, did that come from your experiences out there, or is that something that you learned since you moved to L.A.? Or, like, where does I that come from? I think that's a
2: great question, Milo, because I really do believe the source of my embracing myself came from Chicago mm. it really did like the people I was around yeah we were high you know in high school we you know we wanted to be with some of the in crowd but we right. created our own like who we are like yeah, and, yeah. and and my friends accepted who I was and you know and we the way we communicated and the way our the, the dynamics of our brotherhood, was because I'm thinking about you know in specific a group of friends that I just grew up with. That I'm still friends with mm-hmm. that really have been my foundation as far as w- w- the way I grew up. Right. And the, and if you have flaws, they would talk about you. Right. And, and it just was like, but it was jokes and it's love. It's kind of like amongst the black community. In many ways, we you know some in certain pockets you go to, people talk about you and joke with you, but that's their way
1: of showing love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, trust me, I, I felt that from you. Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs>
2: exactly. And I mean, I think that's the way I came that. you up. were raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that makes and, sense. and that, but the great part is, you know, I'm able to communicate, hey, man, you know, I'm just joking with you because I love you. Right. You know, right. or you know that I feel like comfortable when I know you if I feel like I'm, I'm joking with you. Yeah. So, yeah. Or, you know, but that being said, uh, you know, I used to choose to do different things in high school and try to like have the different starter code or you know whatever it was that just wanted to be unique Yeah, Yeah. i had that yearning and i felt that i could always be unique within my group of friends meaning Mm. you know Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong i hadn't yet reached the the common that people saw rashid that was you know in in light water for chocolate wearing crochet hats and the crochet pants and knit sweaters that was like you know was the stuff with my friends
1: was really like what the hell are you yeah. doing but by then I had already built up my muscles to uh, be like so this is who I am this is who I am yeah and that made the crochet hats and pants and everything else made be something different next year yeah. but right now this is who this I am this who I am and I yeah. and I and I wore that with a with a with a confidence um
2: and with a joy like I ain't mind people talk like I guess what I'm saying is like that sense of being who I am, I built up certain qualities that that go along with that because of where I grew up. Mm. Meaning, when they talk crazy about you, you can't take it to to the heart. You know, like they right. they talking about your hairstyle. This, you come back or you just you like laugh it off. You know, yeah. but you got to take it. And I've had some rough times with my friends going in on me, but yeah. but it's like after a while you develop. You know, it's it's not nothing to take personal it's nothing against your character they don't you know right but another aspect of that is th- the things that deal with your character if you did do something like that was fake they would call you out on that right so right. that helped you to be like man i just need to just be me even if i'm like you know goofy about this aspect of me i'm just gonna do it yes and um you know and my friends just say oh you goofy that's goofy, you are you corny
1: yeah you goof troop i remember you You called me yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) that specifically came from one of my good friends rasan who was getting married this this um weekend and uh yeah goof troop so anyway like you you just i really am grateful that i had the group of friends i had i'm grateful to be from chicago and when you talk about being being yourself uh, i'm talking about specifically some of the things that that rashid desired as a human being and learned and 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 felt and was created to be and then it's also a, a identity of black culture that i was able to know who who i am because i grew up on the south side of chicago right and it wasn't like it wasn't like okay i'm gonna teach you how to be a black man it just was yeah, this is what you experience. Well, That's you part of the experience. Yeah. You know, sometimes your bike might get stole. You also know this older cat who looks out for you sometimes, or you or you know this guy Duck who was a good friend and that you know, but was homeless and was and was alcoholic, but had uh-huh. a lot of wisdom. Yeah, yeah. So you excuse me, you experience different things that that help you have a sensibility of who you are as a black man, like like being proud of Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X and connecting with those and Dr. Mm. King and individuals like that. And women like, like Dr. Maya Angelou or, you know, or Harriet Tubman or Oprah Winfrey. Um, you know, so I think I'm Chicago has been a big key in, in me knowing who I am.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I see that in your interactions with your friends. Um, interacting with you and your friends, I feel like I have a whole squad of, of big brothers and I feel like I need to um, be able to receive the love behind all the shit talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I and I know the the intentions behind that and yeah. that's, that's a powerful thing again for me as an only child that yeah. way. And I think part of me is also wondering that in all these interactions back in Chicago and now being out here in LA, are there times where it's more difficult for you to balance that that positivity and that growth with others negativity or like how do you how do you make sense of that um
2: you know i'm trying not to take the negativity personal Mm -hmm. i do i do my best to try not to take take it in like yeah it doesn't have to be mine just because somebody else is carrying a a weight Mm -hmm. don't mean i have to take that weight on right you know Um, I, and if they trying to dish it to me, I ain't got to be like, if somebody was had some poison and was like, hey, I'm about to give you some of this poison, I, and they just throw it towards me, I can move out of the way and right. not re- receive it. Yeah. you know. And I think um, with the negativity, it's, it starts from, for me by starting the day off positive, starting life off in a positive, you know, I mean, walking through life in a pot with but a positive energy mm-hmm. and when negative things happen, I have to weigh them and see are the is it really worth it s- yeah is it yeah. really something that's like that detrimental is it something that I could learn and grow from, or is it something that if that if I don't get this job or this person is saying negative things or this person even stole from me mm-hmm. can I correct them and still like operate in love moving forward now that don't mean they may not still keep the job or they may not you know. I may push them away for a second, mm-hmm. but can I do it in a way that's like with love and trying to correct the wrong that that has been done, like, or at least make them see the wrong, right. give them a mirror to
1: see what they did wrong. Have uh, Have there been times where you've given somebody that mirror and you've given them that opportunity and because they didn't like what they saw, they then tried to come back at you with something? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean,
2: but you know i think it's a way to handle it where you can be forgiven and also have boundaries where you're like okay i i you know what i'm working on forgiving you for myself and for you because i care about you but right you're not going to be allowed on on, in my in my space for a while right you know right you know for and that time will be determined once you know just by how i feel and what i see and determining if you are growing and those are the things that you know along when you create visions and and you have aspirations and dreams and you're in progress and manifest in your life, then you recognize like, man, I can't keep certain energies around me, especially if they don't like, if they're not open to growing and open to being in the next space. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, you know, when when the Bible says, you know, forgive them 77 times, Jesus said that. Uh So I'm open to trying to do that. I mean I'm not you know I'm I'm working to do that but yeah. in the forgiveness I know it's still like I said a boundary that has to be done and if people continually don't show their correction then I feel like I've given you what I needed to give you you got to take it mm-hmm. and go correct yourself 100%. you know and it might and it might not my word may not be the word that gets you to correct it it may be somebody else but right but um it, when it, when it comes to dealing with negativity you first have to to really build within yourself your own perspective of positivity Mm. of optimism Mm -hmm.
1: because hashtag be optimistic yeah
2: exactly (laughs) you see i use that word i want to throw that word in yeah (laughs) it is but um you know it's because you will encounter people who say man you know it's just another day, or you know, like sometimes I say, "What's well, so up? How you doing?" They just be like, "Man, it's just another day, man." Ain't hey, you know? Yeah. Like, and, I, and the energy is just kind of like okay, but I try to stay positive in my day, like yo. Yes. This is a great day. I'm man. We breathing it's I'm blessed. I'm about to create the, the things that I want. I'm creating right now as we go. Right. You know. So I'm I'm gonna embrace that. And if something didn't happen the way I I wanted it to. Mm.
1: Man, I got to feel the disappointment and keep moving. So in, in keeping it moving and maintaining those boundaries, and actually, let me say first, maintaining boundaries, I think, in our interactions with family, with people, with loved ones, that's one of the the main concerns that I hear my clients have. And I think a lot of people have when we're trying to like figure out, okay, well, do I take on this negativity? Do I take on that weight? and how do how do i balance that with my own positivity and so i think what i'm hearing you say is that it really starts with that knowledge of self being able to stay centered and i'm wondering for you as you keep things moving and in being optimistic are there times when you feel stressed and and if so like how do you know when when you get stressed
2: yeah i am um i definitely i'm a very um I absorb a lot like emotionally mm. Um, and I'm an emotional human being even, even you probably wouldn't think so but I'm you know I'm a Pisces a water sign like we you know <laughs> you know we have motion by by nature but I'm an emotional being but your question was how do I how do you know when you're stressed well I know I'm I know when I'm stressed by I started feeling, you know, feeling in certain places in my body sometimes, Mm -hmm. tension. Um, It's funny, like, stress definitely ties into a lot of physical Mm -hmm. ailments sometimes. Um, And then I just, I kind of can catch myself in stress thinking about negative things Mm -hmm. and, like, continuing to, to, to think about things, like, something bad happened and i'm just staying in that place or continuing to to think about it Mm -hmm. instead of thinking of um a solution or thinking of like okay this happened how do i create something make myself feel better how do i do something better it's not you know i ain't talking about like going outside of myself like doing some drugs or doing something drinking alcohol or Going to just have sex or do something. I'm talking about like really make myself better. Yeah. like girl, like a a healthy coping a healthy, strategy. Yeah, co- yeah. Yeah. So when I when I find myself doing like continuously not thinking thinking like about the the problems, I feel like I, that's when I know I'm stressed. Mm. And um and you know sometimes when I take it out on people, sometimes I even feel it in my sleep. You know, meaning I don't sleep well. And it's, yeah, and it's like so. But I think that's a very great, a good question. Cause some, it's been times where I've been like, um, I've been like just going and going, and I'm feeling good. Uh huh. And I've been to, been to like my holistic doctor, and they were like, maybe it's because you're stressed. And I'm like, I don't feel stressed, but mm. sometimes you know, you don't pay attention to that stress. That's it. And um, so, you know, I I would say this. Those are the times I've recognized I've been stressed. Yeah. I definitely need to know more about paying attention. And how, and, and actually, I can ask you, what is a good um, determinant of to know when you're stressed?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's a million-dollar question. And I think people experience stress in a lot of different ways. I think a lot of people, a lot of black men, a lot of people of color, we feel... Stress manifests physically, and that's the way that our body is trying to tell our hearts and our mind, like, dude, slow down. Right. You're stressed right now. And sometimes the way that mental health works, and I definitely want to ask you about this, the way mental health works is that we don't recognize we're stressed unless there's that physical sign of it. So sometimes, you know, for other people, stress looks like I'm going to be extra irritable. I'm going to snap on people Mm -hmm. or I feel like my thoughts are just continuously racing. I can't stay focused Mm -hmm. or like you said, I can't stay asleep or I can't fall asleep. So there can be one of these things. It can be a combination of these things. But it's really like you said earlier, know, know thyself. Right. And having that that knowledge of self is key. Yeah. Knowledge of self is like. I think that's you know I used to
2: get that so much I first learned that phrase through hip hop mm-hmm. you know knowledge itself um through a lot of the artists like Brand Nubians or Big Daddy Kane or Rakim mm-hmm. who were part of the 5% Nation and you know which was a, a um an extension of of Islam it's mm-hmm. a form of Islam mm-hmm. the study of Islam but anyway knowing ourselves I mean eventually you started seeing it in the comedic um, like mantras and and seeing it reading it in self-help books yeah know thyself yeah, yeah
1: that self-awareness is is the key to understanding your emotions uh your thoughts and ultimately your your behavior too yeah. and and with that being said man i i really want to ask you you know what we've seen recently i want to say personally i would say over the last year and a half two years there's been almost this renaissance and understanding of what mental health is Mm -hmm. and i think hip-hop has always been a voice for the people by the people Mm -hmm. and we've seen so many folks in hip-hop talking about mental health and and before we get into all the other artists out there talking about including yourself i first want to ask you what would you say mental health is i mean i would say mental health is
2: the mind's wellness it's the wellness mm-hmm. of the your your minds your mind and your emotions really because your emotions somewhat like in, you know can tend to they, they connect mm-hmm. so it's the wellness of the mind though to be mental health and, and it's a uh, and it's having the the, the tools resources um ex, expertise um that will provide you. Uh, the path to wellness, when it comes to us in the in the the difficult experiences, the trauma, mm-hmm. the um, the the tough situations that we've all been through, and just the mental health will give us the aid to to know ourselves
1: yes, and to be able
2: to be ourselves and to really love ourselves. You know?
1: And that's what it comes down to, is yeah. being able to to know yourself. Because sometimes people are so aware of what they've been through and what their thoughts are, but they don't necessarily have the self-love because right. they're so critical of themselves. They're like, well, I, I can't love myself because I messed this up.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, something you just said that, as you were saying, it made, made me really think about. Us as 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 people, you know, a situation does not define you. That's right. Even even a a great situation for you, you know, like I am extremely blessed and grateful for for like awards Mm -hmm. and you know the response that I get from certain projects, Mm -hmm. but I don't want those to define me. Like. I do you know appreciate him. I'm grateful right like uh, I'm thank God for I'm like very very grateful about that but it's like I don't want one situation or one incident to define Mm -hmm. who I am I'm a a evolving human being Mm. you know that that my character and and my actions and who what my purpose is is more defining me than than a bad situation that happened, mm-hmm. that that has happened, or it's something that I've done, right. or you know, um, of time where I just messed up and did crazy stuff, or um, you know, to to actually like show that in a different form is I I recently got to go to some prisons in California, and um, I talked. With different individuals who were locked up in in state prisons in California, mm. a lot of them, you know, were level four, level five, which means, you know, a lot of people were in there for life without parole, were in there for murder or double murders, mm-hmm. and I talked to some individuals who I thought were some of the most um, insightful and co- really compassionate and wise people that I had met in the in the, in the long time yeah It just great conversations but one thing that this one brother said to me um was like man we don't want to be trapped in one act Mm -hmm. like for the rest of our lives right and you know it's a lot to weigh when you think about somebody who's taking somebody's life
1: oh 100 There's a it's complex to say the least but but
2: you know to understand that that person by universal laws, should be, should be able to be um, forgiven and to be able to rehabilitate themselves and, mm-hmm. and have the support to rehabilitate to rehabilitate themselves, right. so that they can like not stay in that one act and that be the the rest of their life is just defined, that, by, defined that. by that. Defined by that yeah. is is really is re- it really awakened me to like. Man, you know, like I see situations where people have been, you know, I've looked and judged and been like, man, this dude did that, man, you know, I ain't even thinking about him no more, but man, they're still a human being. And once they find their humanity, you know, f- forgiveness definitely should be on the agenda. Cause right. we are, the, we are, um, children of a god who forgives and part of a country who says yeah second opportunities and second chances is what
1: what it means to be american yeah
2: so you know and i know this is a complicated complex thing Mm -hmm. because it's it's easier for me to say it when i haven't had somebody like really close to me just that has you know well i have had somebody who's been shot and killed um but you know it's 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 easier for me to say i know it's a difficult situation for those people who may have had family members who've experienced and they've experienced that to be like man i got to forgive this person but i mean that's the highest thing that we can do at a certain point right. is to find forgiveness and i'm not just only talking about only in a situation where somebody has committed a crime against you like uh, or you know or, so, or one of your loved ones but i'm saying just in, in general, how we deal with each other—if we can, like act act in that from that space of understanding and try to like put yourself in somebody's shoes, right—and and act from a place of, of compassion and forgiveness, man, it just it just man, it just makes the world better. Mm-hmm. Like and and I and I and I'm a believer. Like if you're doing better. I'm doing better because we are all connected. We are, right? yeah. And, and your energy is gonna be better, and the next person's energy. You're gonna spread that. Right. So, like, from the level of whether it comes from corp, like, when I think about corporations being like, they take it just taking money from people and not giving back. I'm like, that's not just good karma. Good no, universal. that's not. That's
1: not being compassionate. Yeah. And I think what what you're saying about forgiveness and being compassionate it's also about what we receive when we forgive others right and in in being able to forgive others we recognize that they're more than just that act because compassion allows us to recognize that yes and we we continue to see more and more people talking about being compassionate expressing emotions being able to be open to understanding where other people are coming from and, and as it relates to mental health, we've seen everyone from Kilani to Vic Mensa to Jay-Z to all these folks being able to talk about, look, I've gone through these concerns, I've had depression and or anxiety, and just like the different acts that have been out there, yeah. I'm not defined by these concerns.
2: Yeah, I mean, for us, as we should know that everybody has some form of anxiety and stress you know like and i don't think it's abnormal don't think it's like oh man i'm i'm going through depression this is like i'm scared to talk about it man so many people have experienced it and are experiencing it that the thing is like to be able to talk about it is your step to to healing it Mm -hmm. um and finding the right mental health Mm -hmm. support and and professionals and having the right um support group around mm-hmm. all those things really matter but my point is you know when i saw jay-z talking about therapy i was proud man like mm. because i've been to therapy myself and it was like man i i hadn't spoke about it really maybe in a rap i might have said something but bray i hadn't really spoke about it. he spoke about it so Articulately, um, I don't, uh, you know, we always say articulate, but he just spoke about it so well. It was so yeah. like there's
1: so much emotion it's, in it's, how he was talking yeah, about Yeah,
2: and 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 he has so much uh information and, and heart in it, like the combination of that, I was like, man, it just I was learning. Yeah. You know, and and that being said, hearing people who are athletes, artists, you know, like Jay Z is royalty. mm Excuse me. Um, to hear that come from somebody who we all look up to and yeah. respect was great, because he let us all Amen. know that, like, man, it's okay to say it. I even felt, you know, um, more inspired to talk about me going to therapy. Yeah. Than, you know, because I saw someone brave enough to talk about it.
1: And and I have a a question about what you what you spit on August Green about that, but I just really want to on behalf of like all black men and all therapists out there i just really want to say thank you for talking about your therapy experience yeah because you being able to say that you felt empowered by jay-z and then you being able to say you know what i'm going to speak about my experience i can guarantee you and i'll put all my damn degrees on this that when somebody listens to this podcast they're going to be like man King Common is royalty. <laughs> Thank you. And he being able to be open about his experience allows me to say, you know what? I've gone through something. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that first of all, like, as a
2: black man, I felt my first experiences with therapy was so beautiful. It was, like, insightful. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, you know, being a writer has been one of the best Like being an artist has been one of the greatest expressions for me to deal with some of my issues and pain. But then it's also some things about that I don't even know exist. But until I talk to a professional, we can get to the root of it. And
1: when we hold that mirror up to you, you're like, oh, shit. I yeah. didn't even realize I was doing yeah. that, yeah. And, and that's the that's the whole point of therapy. Like, there's things that are always going to be outside of your own understanding, yeah. and being able to talk to a professional about it is so key. Yeah, I mean, it's
2: yeah, it's talk to a professional. It just it just brings out the best in you, and it has brought out the best in me. Like, cause yeah. I went to therapy, and I was dealing with a lot of pain and hurt and heartbreak, mm-hmm. and I just was trying to find myself cause I was in a real dark place mm-hmm. and man, I started finding out things that, you know, patterns that I've been in root, the root of certain things that it caused me to, to be, to be able to like dim my light for other people mm-hmm. and you know, it just, it just helped me to know myself, know yeah. myself and improve myself and be like, and feel better about myself. Um, even in the process even when i knew okay oh this is what the issue is yeah some of it is stuff you experienced from childhood but some of it is just who you've been and what you gotta work out what you gotta work through and um you know to to talk about it and i did talk about it like i said in song before i just had conversations about it but um i always from my first experience before i looked at it, I used to think man I don't need to go to you know mm-hmm. to to nobody you That's know like look me. back yeah. yeah and you know you it's a fear there but even just trying it is worth it but I you know I have to say you start learning so many layers to who you are you feel it's like a cleansing that happens as you go through the process and when you work on yourself in that way and take that much time and love for yourself to say I'm going to go to therapy or go and get some mental health support it's like you walk around with a new light mm. with a new energy with a new power like you saying, being empowered like the you take your power back from whatever thing that traumatized you and whatever thing has held you mm-hmm. for for the years you start getting your power back and you just like a Absolutely. new power and then and, when and you, you grow yeah you and grow. you become more powerful yeah yeah and when you talk and then when you you talk about it, people understand it. They know it. You, you talk it from experience. And um, the reason to talk about it is to
1: hopefully open other people up so that they man. feel brave to do it. And and I've had so many people ask me because, you know, people know that, that I know you and, and people know that me as a mental health advocate, they're like, man, do you hear what Common said on, on August Green? And and I think in particular people were asking about the the bar that you said, Am I built for relationship and marriages? Question I have for my aunt and the therapist. Yeah. And and I'm not even gonna try to act like that, that shit was clean right now, but Yeah. Yeah, you did it, you did it. I did okay, cool, cool, cool. Did, right? I'm gonna not uh not quit my day job. <laughs> on, on yeah, we ain't gonna do that. No
2: You I, did that one
1: Pretty, you did it justice thank you thank you thank you yeah. so but yeah i mean i think a lot of people had asked me about that and i'm like man that's that brother's truth right there he's saying what he wants to say and he's being vulnerable and being real yeah. and so as you, as you're thinking and thinking back to that that line what was that process like for you to be able to put that out there like that oh man one of the things i
2: never have ever feared when it comes to writing songs is being myself Mm. and being vulnerable Mm. um being silly being like as creative and using my imagination as much as I want so that vulnerability and talking about that talking about going to see a therapist and my aunt because my aunt was the not the hood therapist, but she was my like, yeah, you know, that that wisdom, auntie wisdom. Yeah, the
1: auntie wisdom. We all have that yeah, wise
2: auntie. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So I mean, it just was in a real clear way. But then you know, the therapy is what got me, got it to deeper layers, right? For me to understand myself more. Mm. Um. So I was, I felt great about saying it because, at the time, this is before Jay Z. I wrote that before I heard, you know, the four 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 and different things, mm-hmm. but um or heard him in his interview talk about that but i just felt like it was something i've i've talked about having an abortion you know i've talked about you know friends who like if i had a and this wasn't a true situation but if i had a friend that came out that was gay Mm -hmm. i talked about that in, in like 2000 no 2001 so like these are things that when they come to my mind and I feel like it's something on my heart mm-hmm. I don't I don't like in, in my art I never try to s- censor my expression and my emotions and my feelings. In fact, that's the, mm-hmm. one of the best places that I've had to to have an outlet for it.
1: That's what makes you you yeah and yeah. there's only just like there's only one common, more importantly, there's only one Rashid yes and Rashid is who gave birth to common yeah for sure yeah
2: for sure um yeah right and rashid is still i'm still like growing and like taking in things and still passionate and hungry so mm-hmm. you know like so that would allow
1: me to grow as an artist mm-hmm. Yeah, 100 percent. and i'm just curious man when when you're thinking about growth are there different barriers that at times, even now, again, as a rapper, actor, activist, and any other hyphen that we want to put on your name, like mm-hmm. you say, are there things that you still feel like you you want to or you need to work through? Or oh, yeah. For, yeah, so you know, it's times where I really want a, a role mm-hmm. and
2: I'm like get turned down. I gotta go into my bag of of self esteem mm-hmm. uh, jewels and be like, okay, that that rejection and and also acknowledge it as being that that the other person who got it deserved it and that stands and blessed them right uh, you know that's an important thing for me and I think for us is to not be held in a space when somebody is doing something successful and we want to do it to to put negative thoughts like man I wish I should be there yeah, but you should be there for you in your space, not that person's exact space, because that right. was it's only one them, and that was created for them, and that role that they got, that that that's what was on their path. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm using role a role, but it's so many times that we look at other what other people are doing and feel like, you know, feel less than. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, man, I think it's when we approach it more from the from the point of view of, man, man, that's dope. I see them doing that man bless them and um and i'm working on mine mm-hmm. it creates a space for you it, you letting god know i believe i have faith uh you know you letting the universe you reminding yourself that man mm. i i'm going to achieve these things instead of being like worried about what this person doing looking at them like damn exactly. they look fresh on the ig and damn, they getting <laughs> to go there and do that and you know they oh, i see them in pictures with michael b jordan and, and you know and Lapita and, and, and oh man But, man, at the end of the day, it's like, that's what they supposed to, that's that's their destiny. You got to just embrace your destiny and know everything is in divine time. And when I started embracing that, like, things just, I started to attract more. Mm -hmm. The law of attraction, I started to attract greater things. Yeah. And I do, you know, I guess to your original question is, yeah, you know, and I still, like, battle with times where, like, man, well, Why ain't I? I'm not in a uh, solid relationship right now. You know, it's like, damn. Why haven't I chose to do that, or you know, or when I was, why didn't it work out? Or Mm. do I want to be in a in you know partnership? You know, am I disciplined and and willing to Mm -hmm. to do it? Um, You know, those I have real battles with myself on on things like that. Yeah, you know, um, just also just stepping up and and making sure i create boundaries and don't just be comfortable when i say create boundaries meaning not letting people um who i've always known still you know like if they not function at the level or bringing the right energy then you kind of set a boundary they're not either they're not working on the set no more with Mm -hmm. you yeah. Or they, you know, or <laughs> you, know, you might not hang with them at that time because it's right. going to be bringing you down or they're constantly right. negative. So, setting those boundaries and things like that and finding places, you know, where I can improve because I get into patterns and stuff yeah. is yeah. where I've been working. Okay,
1: okay. And it sounds like there's always going to be that growth. No matter where I you, know. no matter where you are at at your professional journey as a person, there's always going to be room for growth. Yeah, like I, you know, I
2: believe, um, you know, the people that we admire most know they are growing, and you won't you won't hear from them that man, I know, I know it, mm-hmm. I, I know it. Like, you know, some of those those wise, like people that have written in 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 the great books um always be like i'm you know they humble enough to know that they are still learning and still growing right um and you know i feel like life on this planet is meant for us to grow like god has created us to like walk this journey and then the journey is you you learning you learning you going through you step on rocks on the journey you sometimes see a stream and like just be able to be in the stream and enjoy the stream you see trees on the journey you see different Things you bump into, great people. You bump into people that's assholes, and you know, and you sometimes act like an asshole with them. Right. But then you know, you still on this journey. As long as we have breath, then we
1: will have growth. Mm. So, a hundred percent. As long as we have breath, we have growth, mm-hmm. and we always move forward in you know learning from other people. And like you were saying, that there's so many wise folks out there who have. Uh, been authors or or put out works in in books and such and I think another medium that has helped people in their own growth in their own mental health concerns has been the artistry and the wisdom of hip-hop and again, we see so many folks out there talking about their own mental health concerns and just mental health in general and I'm wondering because hip-hop has always been at the, the innovative cutting edge of being that voice for the people, so how do you see hip hop having an influence on advocating for more mental health and and having people embrace their mental health? Well, I think you know you've seen some artists that are from hip hop culture, whether it's um,
2: Kid Cudi, uh, Kanye, and Jay Z have talked about mental health mm-hmm. in many ways, um, and you know it's other artists that express it in hip hop. That, you know, they might not say, oh, mental health, but they talk about stress and, imp- and emotions and, and emotions and vulnerability. And they, yeah. And they talk about those things. So that that being expressed is always a green light for the listener to be like, man, mm-hmm. I can express it myself, too. And, and I think, you know, hip hop voices have always led us to to be closer to ourselves and find out who we are it's definitely done that for me and i know i've i have a slew i have multitudes of people who i've seen hip-hop influence Mm -hmm. them to know and learn more about themselves so i think hip-hop will you know isn't is becoming more of a component to mental health support absolutely you know mental wellness Um, It it had been already, but now I think it's even more part of the conversation and part of the spark that's that's going in that direction because, you know, artists are dealing with themselves. And like you said, whether it's Jay-Z is still Sean Carter before Jay-Z. Yes. And Kanye West is still Kanye West, you know, before Kanye West was the star. Yeah, yeah. before a college dropout. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So... Um, and Kid Cuddy is still Scott you know before so when individuals who are in the spotlight choose to to work on themselves and mm-hmm. choose to learn and then you will hear more voices speak about it mm-hmm. but as we have right now I gotta acknowledge those that are doing it and those that even do it without knowing you're doing it yeah it's like
0: <laughs> mental health is real reflecting empathy and love with Dr. Milo Dotson.
1: Radical healing means that we resiliently remain committed to loving and being loved in the face of hatred and systemic oppression. So, you were saying that there was um, there was somebody that came up to you after Retrospect for Life and that you had kind of like sparked something in him. That way. Well,
2: yeah. So, in Retrospect for Life um, well, this is really a, a, a big moment in my career really like i remember this strong because it, like the person told me the guy told me he decided to have this child because of the song retrospect for life he decided to not have an abortion the song was about abortion mm. and he said man this song made me decide to have my child and i was like wow this you know i'm at that point i really understood how telling my own story yeah can sometimes inspire or help other people to find, you know, themselves in that story or they can relate to it. And it may be healing, it may be inspiring. It may just get them something to listen to, to just meditate on and figure out what they where they are. But right, right. that that connection and time connecting those dots was really like, whoa, this is a powerful thing. So I was really yeah. grateful um, that, Music and art and acting and all of it, you know, I, uh, with along with the activism. The activism is the the, the next step. I always look at activism, like the work you're doing, um, and the work that we do when it comes to policy change and, and like working in communities to find ways to to um, satisfy those communities and get equality. Mm-hmm. That's the next step after the. The art. Like the art can inspire and give yeah. you and give you insight and send you on your journey, but then to actually provide people with the tools.
1: Right. That's the, the application of the art. Yeah. And that's yeah. how the art makes that change. Yes. And I think when, when we're talking about mental health, we're talking about you don't even have to specifically say mental health, but it's just the the expression of that art because that art comes from from the heart. Yeah. Bar. And, <laughs> and no, uh, nobody ever rhymed those two together. <laughs> never in the history of hip hop. Yeah. No, but I think what, what it comes down to ultimately is that self expression. And by you being able to express yourself, you give other people permission yeah. to express themselves. Yes. And I think as you talked about that man feeling so changed by retrospect for life, I remember I was going through my own sadness, depression, anxiety when I couldn't pass my licensure exam to be a licensed psychologist. Yeah. And I remember at the time, it was right when um, Black America Again came out, and there was, I think it's the last song that you have, is this what I'm destined for? If so, then what am I stressing for? Mm-hmm. Because I had been so anxious about passing this damn exam, and finally I just took a breath, and I was like, you know what? I know that this is what i meant to do, mm-hmm. and it's not a matter of if, but when. Yeah. And being able to embrace that and and feel that as my purpose and as my why, everything else just kind of took care of itself after that. Yes, man. Yes, and
2: my mother's been
1: reinforcing to me. She she
2: you know had sent some film, not film, but like this footage of this motivational speaker that she really liked, and she just kept reinforcing to me, you know, speak it into existence now. Don't mm-hmm. just don't just you know say you want it just. Claim it now. Like, claim it, claim yes. it. Yeah, and, and, I, and I really encourage us all to claim the things that we want to see within ourselves, the things we want to see that we accomplish in our professions, mm-hmm. the things we want to see in our relationships in life and, and how we want to view ourselves. I feel like, you know, let's speak it now.
1: Speak it and then, and then do it. Speak it and then do it. And before we can even speak it, we have to be it. Yeah. and being ourselves is is where it comes from. Well, so- I, I think actually being it is all,
2: like being it is the culmination of it to me. Like uh, you okay. like my perspective is like, because um, if I, you know, you, you do have to be focused on it and be on that path for you to speak it and then to go out and do it, you do have to still be on that path of being it But when you be in it too, you are, you just living in it at that point. Right. So I I see what you're saying. We're saying saying the same, the the same thing. Like you do have to be it. But I think that seed, put it this way, it was times that I wasn't like, I wasn't like um, out there as a, as an MC and and having records out there that I was like, I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to be a hip hop artist. And I wasn't, I was already one, but I had to. Speak it, do it, and then I became it. Okay. Yeah.
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think balancing who we are and what we do and the the process of living that truth and and being that truth is powerful. However we end up lining it up, whatever comes first. And, um, yeah, that's powerful. So I have one last question before we wrap up, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say it. I'll let you think about it because it's going to be a random question. Mm Mm-hmm. So what is your ice cream? And Mm. what I mean by that is going back to when I was a kid riding my bike everywhere with my mom, she's never had a driver's license her whole life and and still doesn't. And so when I was a kid coming back from violin lesson, from Little League, from basketball practice, every once in a while she'd be able to save save up enough money for me to be able to get a pint of ice cream. And that Häagen-Dazs, that Dulce de Leche, was was <laughs> life. Yeah. And it was so it was so special because it wasn't just the ice cream; it was that that treat that yeah. I needed for for my soul and for my heart. Yeah. And so for you, as we wind down here, I'm just wondering, like, what is that special treat for you? Like, what's that one thing that just makes you feel like, yes, like life is good. I'm I'm set right now. Well one of the things that I
2: enjoy most about life is sitting at dinner with people that I love, right? Mm. Like that is my ice cream because I really like love and, and enjoy sitting down with people that I just, you know, it's my team that I work with. Sometimes it's like some of the brothers I grew up with and their wives and just people that I really care about and love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've been at some of these dinners where we just sit down at dinner and just have fun. Sometimes it's wine drinking, sometimes it's not. Sometimes, you know, but overall, it's just the, the, the company, the conversation, and the great food that is my ice cream, to be honest. Now, literally, what's my snack and that I love <laughs> is I love cookies. I love, like, I eat vegan cookies now, but they're good. Like, yeah. that I get the good ones. Vegan cookies and, and and brownies. That's
1: my ice cream. That's your little ice. Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, having been able to try some of these these vegan cookies and the brownies and stuff, but that's all all delicious. Cause I have a sweet tooth too. But what it comes down to is, like you said, the the breaking of bread and yeah. that the company that we that we share at those dinners and and just spending time with each other just is such a treat because I know with all the traveling that you do and and all the different roles that you that you take on, you're out and about a lot. And so being able to have that center, being able to feel connected to you at that dinner, I know for everybody who's been at those dinners, it, it feels special for us too. Yeah, man, I love it, man. It's, and it's not always like, I'm saying it's a
2: planned dinner every Thursday or anything like that, but it's just like, you know, when we get in cities and then some of our, my friends come out we just go get a restaurant
1: that we like and just mm-hmm. get, a, get a table and just enjoy life, man. And that's that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. And being able to be open in that, that expression of enjoying life is so, so powerful. Yeah. So And I like seeing
2: people I care about that I love. I like seeing them happy. You know, that's one of the... So that's what I get out of that, too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, man, as, as we wind down, I feel like I can have a conversation with you all day but i just again first and foremost yesi and i just really really want to say thank you for yeah. being able to take the time out to uh to join us on the podcast today man no thank you all for having me and you
2: know, it's been great to sit out and, and talk to you like on your podcast on you all's podcast it's a it's a beautiful thing and like i said i'm honored to be a part of it and um man i love that you all have it very inspired and proud so So
1: keep on keeping on, y'all. Cool. Thank you, brother. Um, And again, this has been another episode of Mental Health Is Real with Dr. Milo Dodson. That is Mental Health Is Reflecting Empathy and Love. So be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and love and be loved.
0: Mental Health Is Real. Reflecting empathy and love. Produced by Yesi Ortiz and Dr. Milo Dotson. Follow us on our socials. At mentalhealth underscore is real, at PH Dotson and at Yesi Ortiz.